0: Time for Talk of the Town with Lisa Kay. Time for Talk of the Town. Hey, it's Valentine's edition. Susan Arntz, Mankato City Manager. Happy Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's Day. We love you. Oh, we love you too. And I did not wear anything red today. know? Um, yeah, I don't know. Are you doing anything for Valentine's Day? Though I just can't do the going out to eat thing in this town on Valentine's Day because it's always so busy.
1: Yeah. Uh, I'm going to watch Mankato East girls basketball in Rochester tonight. Oh, okay. So that's what I'm. It's very romantic. Very, <laughs> and probably by myself with <laughs> oh, with other parent fans. But well, see, you're not going to be alone. Alone. No, right? no, no. <laughs> no. I think my husband has meetings today, so it prevents him from joining.
0: I think my husband has hockey tonight, so I think I'm actually going out to dinner with Charlie, my coworker. Oh, so
1: excellent. It, it's all good. good. Yeah. I mean, you know. It's a different expansion of family.
0: But right? yeah, I don't know. We'll see. Um, I ate chocolate this morning and probably shouldn't have. So now I'm on the downside. Oh,
1: Your nails are red.
0: That's true. They've been like that for a while.
1: I Nobody needs to know.
0: <laughs> I'm very excited. On my uh, country morning show tomorrow morning at 8 o'clock, I have a, an announcement from the city on a concert, a country concert that's coming to the Vetterstone Amphitheater. You don't even know who it is yet. I do not. How do I get this
1: information before you? (laughs) Well, they do a very good job of uh, keeping it in the dark. Embargoed,
0: we call it. Embargoed, yes. Mm -hmm.
1: Right, right. Uh, I do know, though, we have two other big concerts at the amphitheater this summer, that we're excited to host. That are not country. That are not country. So it's, you know, creating a little different space for a broader audience so, or a different audience. Yeah. And so we're excited about that with uh, having both uh, the bare naked ladies and the goo goo dolls coming. Uh, I will embarrassingly say I had to teach my kids um, who they were. <laughs> that's okay. They're young. Right. Yeah. Right. They are young. And I had to play some of the songs and like, oh, that's who sings that? Oh, that one? Yeah. Yeah,
0: it's better than my husband who was touring the um, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame with work one time. I said, why are you going there? I should be the one going there. Like I work in music, right? And he calls me and he's like, I'm standing in front of this exhibit. Did you know Bob Dylan was from Minnesota? Huh. (laughs) <laughs> I almost hung up on him.
1: Yeah, right.
0: Very close to hanging up on him, but I did not. So lots of exciting things happening. By the way, uh, we'll put the the uh, links below if you want to go get tickets to those particular concerts and be listening to Minnesota 100 tomorrow morning just after 8, plug. Um, and I'll tell you who is coming to town. Coming up, uh, I think that concert's in May, I believe, that we're going to be announcing. Tomorrow.
1: I will say I do know that we are going to be uh, busy at the amphitheater from May until Uh, late August, September this year. So uh, these three concerts and more to come.
0: That's pretty cool. Yeah, Yeah. it's going
1: to be a great summer.
0: Well, I know that, uh, speaking of great, you've had a great last year. The State of the City report is out, and that's where uh, you kind of take some time to look back at the previous year and talk about some of the accomplishments and some of the work that's been done and is still underway, I'm sure, uh, moving forward. So uh, State of the City, let's talk about that.
1: Yeah, so this year's State of the City kind of talks about things and uh, kind of opportunities in three big categories. One is uh, about community, another is service, and the last is stewardship. And then there's a section of the report that has numbers for the people who really like the stats and the numbers. Mm -hmm. Um, The most interesting statistic in the uh, oh maybe boy. not the most interesting but one of the most interesting statistics is you, we've talked a lot on this show about 311. Yes. And uh when I looked at the uh statistics for total calls to 311 in 2022, mm-hmm. we had 8,648 more calls
0: since talking about it on Talk of the Town.
1: Probably. Yeah. <laughs> um I'm in 22 <laughs> over 21. Wow. And so we had a total of 58,653 calls into 311 in 2022. And if you factor Holy out weekends cow. when we're not there yeah, and uh, holidays when we're not there, that's averages to be about 238 calls a day. Holy cow. And we have about five or six people. I was going to say who the supervisor who answers. Yeah. So we've got about five or six people that work um, in that uh, area they do a fantastic job. Uh, we also a lot keep, of
0: calls to take per is day is a lot of
1: calls, and it's about everything and ever, you know, everything and anything, uh, from scheduling transit rides or mobility rides or changing your garbage or your refuse or utility bill questions or building permit questions or uh, complaints and comments about potholes and snow areas and or parks that need to be mowed or. Sidewalks that uh, need some attention, mm. or you know, pick a thing. It's you know, kind of everything and anything.
0: The people that work in that capacity for the city, they've got to know just uh, everything about everything. It seems like I think they're or where probably, to get yeah you know, where to get the answers. Yeah.
1: Right. I think they definitely know where to get the answers. And my guess is that they're probably the most fun at cocktail parties or at events oh, because yeah. they just have touched so many different topics and things. Um, and we do a fair amount of training with and for them. And in addition to that, uh, you know, we have a system set up so that they know, you know, kind of if it's this type of call, here's where that, here's the supervisor, here's the person that this these types of calls go to. So we've created some infrastructure for them too in the organization so that they know how to uh, react and respond. But 238 calls a day. Uh, wow. Is is pre- is pretty big. We all are busy out there picking up the phone, right? And we also keep track of the amount of idle time uh, for the people that work in three one one, and it's not that many minutes that we have of idle time for the individuals between calls.
0: Quick bathroom breaks, like a teacher, <laughs> yeah, right, right,
1: right, in and out, yeah. Right, right. Yeah. Cool. Uh, let's talk about the
0: report itself and what you found with the uh, community aspect of it. Yeah.
1: So in community, we kind of talk about two big categories. One is uh, celebrating diversity. The other is engaging for the future. On the diversity side, we had some pretty big things that uh, the city uh, kind of participated in and with last year. Uh, early in the year last year, we provided a key to the city to uh, Dave Braveheart mm-hmm. and kind of honoring and recognizing the 50th year of the uh, powwow mm-hmm. in Mankato. So, very proud uh, to be part of that and to recognize that. And Dave, in his um, most gracious sense of just kind of the way he is, mm-hmm. uh, he shared that key to the city with Amos Owen, uh, Bud Lawrence, and Jim Buckley, who were individuals in the community that helped kind of create and fashion the uh, right. the powwow and get that moving forward. So that was almost a year ago. It was about February of 21 oh, wow. or 22 mm-hmm. when we did that work. So
0: And if you're following at all, Dave Braveheart on his journey, he's with ALS. Correct. You know, he's still out doing many things. Yeah, yeah. he sure is. Yeah. So
1: yeah, that's been great. And then in August last year, the city adopted the uh, land acknowledgement statement that we use at um, some of our big meetings. We use it to recognize uh, like at at this first council meeting and planning commission meeting of the year, uh, our the board chair or the mayor will read that land acknowledgement statement. Uh, we will use it at other key events uh, where, uh, kind of just creating that you know sense of presence and kind of bringing people together. Uh, using it in those kind of venues as well. Uh, we are working with some of our indigenous partners on some art so that we can have an installation of the land acknowledgement with some uh, Native art. And so we're really excited to be able to uh, have that um, displayed, hopefully in the government center here yet this year. And it was
0: the first time that it's been read publicly. You did that at the Wachipi, at At, the the powwow. Correct.
1: Yep, yep. So that was, um, and that was fairly significant. You know, we had the mayor read that at the powwow, and it was received very well. Mm -hmm. Um, The... We also created a kind of a guide of how to use this land acknowledgement statement for the public, but also for our team. And, you know, this isn't just work that we do and then we move on. Uh, this is, you know, work that we continually review, reflect. How can we do more? Uh, where can we do better? Uh, and continue to work with our partners on uh, kind of evaluating those reconciliation recognizing all the reconciliation that's been done mm-hmm. and then how can we continue those efforts right so that's been uh, fairly significant
0: well I hope that we'll hear about uh, more about where an art installation might happen and when, when it goes up yeah We'd love for to sure have you talk about that and yeah maybe bring some of the the folks that are key in that in
1: speaking of art yeah we also last year installed a new art piece in um, in riverfront park that kind of recognizes the role that water plays in all of our lives. And we partnered with, um, some of our indigenous, uh, population to kind of have language translations that are part of that piece of art. So if you haven't yet had an opportunity to see that later last year, uh, it would be a great thing to put on your two C list in 23. Mm -hmm. Once the, um, the white versions of water, uh, disappear. (laughs) Um, it'll be more um, present and available for people to see. And we partnered with that artist to fund a portion of that work uh, through the community grant program last year. Nice. So we're excited about that. And then the last big piece of that celebrating diversity is we partnered with a number of organizations on the Greater Mankato Inclusivity Study.
0: Yeah, that's been talked about here on this show too.
1: Right. See how in touch I am? Absolutely. (laughs) And see how in touch your listeners are because they listen to this they can be in the know. Yep. So that was a plug. Yeah. That was a yeah, plug. That was for, nice. Thank you. Uh, talk of the town. <laughs> um, so we're excited to kind of see those results. Uh, they're only starting now to kind of start to be available. Right. And so we're we're excited to be able to see how those um, results can help shape the work that we do as an organization. Uh, we're leading forward on our next version of the strategic plan for the city, kind of that 24 to 28 kind of version and as we work through that uh you know we're hoping to use some of the information learned through that inclusivity study uh, as some framework for what can we be doing in areas we could work better in so we're excited to use that all right so
0: engaging for the future you said was another portion um that you really cover in the state of the city
1: so in this category we talk about a number of the projects where we we did some engagement probably the biggest we've talked about it here Um, is the Riverfront Drive demonstration project. Uh, This spring, that project will start to wrap up. Um, I could spend probably the full time talking about potholes Mm -hmm. and how winter has affected that roadway in particular, Mm -hmm. other roadways too. So um, I recognize that. Uh, We certainly have seen kind of some of the impacts. We're starting to collect those final bits of data We have a work session with the city council on the 27th that we're planning to bring the kind of the next layer of or the last layer of data that we had set to kind of measure speed and uh, road cars taking alternative routes and and wait times and those kinds of things uh, with that kind of three-lane practice configuration through that certain section. We also recognize that, had we done the demonstration project with a traffic signal at Rock Street, it would have functioned differently. I mean mm. that that is one thing that is planned in the improvements as a as a signal at Rock Street on Riverfront. And in working with the um, freight and industrial users down in that area, as well as some of the the service and retail type users, uh, we recognize that. You know the demonstration project had its own limits. Mm-hmm. Some of it is we couldn't afford to demonstrate with a temporary signal in that configuration um, during this period of time. Right. But so, so there'll be some more work, and we hope to gauge kind of, kind of finalize finalize and engage with the final data that we receive now on the twenty seventh, and then start mapping a, a plan forward of okay now what because it is a project that was anticipated being on the 2024 schedule okay. for improvement. Okay. Uh, we also talk in here about the work that we did with the new owners on the Jefferson Quarry, mm-hmm. kind of rethinking uh, that work. The city received a $300,000 grant from the EPA to help rethink the reuse of that property and start mapping out and planning up the cleanup efforts that may be needed for that property. So we did conclude that work uh, with that pro- with that owner last fall. And uh, the good news is that work is continuing. So they're continuing to take the information received and kind of refining their plans and thinking about, you know, kind of how do they go forward. Uh, It certainly is not an improvement that you'll see a site plan and a few months later it'll all be done. It's not kind of that type of project, uh, but it will be something that will continue to evolve over time. Um, Less exciting, but as important, the 2nd Street Corridor study. So we engage with the public on kind of looking at 2nd Street for potential reconstruction. That one we don't have a time frame on exactly yet, but it will be in a future plan of what to do with that roadway. Uh, We kicked off the Affordable Housing Action Plan last year and did an incredible amount of engagement that really wrapped up more recently. And on uh, February 13th at the City Council meeting, our uh, housing staff and consultant presented kind of the final plan uh, as it relates to that affordable housing action plan Mm -hmm. and uh, kind of has a really nice piece of how do we work with all the different partners, Uh, where are we hoping to to kind of move with that. Uh, I think you've heard me talk about here before that, you know, from my perspective, affordable housing means something different to everybody at every different stage. Right. And it's clear in our housing market in Mankato, that we could be building something for everyone. Um, there are needs at all levels um, from a price, from a size, from a rental versus owner. Uh, we have needs kind of all across the board. Uh, and so continuing to kind of develop a plan of how do we prioritize and work through that uh, plan with mm-hmm. our partners. And then the last piece in on the engagement side is we did engage with Uh, over 2,000 people on the splash pad so people are excited about that yeah Yeah. and some of that engagement involved kids so um, you know we had some opportunities with some of our school-aged population to engage them uh, in ways that was really helpful I mean these are the future consumers right so uh, having them kind of layer in their feedback about uh, you know what would you like to do in that space uh, what about this version? What about that piece? Mm-hmm. Uh, so that that has been very helpful too, and that will help us kind of map a plan forward on SplashPad. The last piece, I guess, in this is we do talk about. Uh, we had three contests that we had that engaged about two hundred and thirty youth. In uh, we had a public safety coloring contest, an Arbor Day poster contest, and then we run a scavenger hunt for uh, kids through the summer months. And uh, and then they can submit, and um, we give out some small recognition to uh, some of the kids that participate in that event. So that's been very fun for us as
0: well. All part of the State of the City that is published right now on the Mankato website, you know, the City of Mankato website, you can find that. That's just kind of like the first half of it, talking yeah. about the community. Um, you talk a little bit about service, too, and the commitment that you have to the community to keep serving.
1: Right, absolutely. And in two ways. One, again, on the growth side, kind of the planning. In this report, we talk about some of the enhanced bus service that we had last year. I think last year in May um, on your show, we had some of our transit staff come and talk about two new pieces of service that we offered last summer as a pilot, which was the Cato Go Play and then the River Valley Ride, Mm -hmm. which allowed us to get uh, individuals under the age of 18 on the buses for free to get to some of the, I'll just call it fun to visit um, places around the community of both Mankato and North Mankato. So that was a a great ad. And then as part of that work, our transit staff were also able to adjust some of the service routes we had to make sure that we're including uh, more of the healthcare options that exist in our community and more access to different spaces in the Hilltop area. So that was a a big piece for us. Do you think you're going to bring that back again? Oh, okay. It was very well received. And it's one of those things that over time it will, the popularity of it will grow and we'll see um, some value. So I would expect that you'll see that this spring as well. Good, good. And then we had uh, the kickoff of the groundbreaking for the uh, affordable market rate and senior housing on the former public works site, uh, kind of just off of Riverfront Drive in downtown, uh, with the um, uh, Lewis Lofts project and the um, Sinclair Flats. Sinclair Flats has 38 affordable housing units and 10 market rate units, and Lewis Loft will have 64 uh, affordable use units for seniors specifically. Oh wow! Okay. So it was a project that's taken us a great deal of years uh, to be able to see to this groundbreaking stage so we're really excited to have that construction uh, going it'll be a nice ad for uh, the community once done. Today on Talk
0: of the Town it's all about the state of the city of Mankato the report that's out right now on the Mankato City website we've got so much to talk about we'll be back with part two Susan Arntz the Mankato City Manager sometime next week.